This week, we're talking about the Sullivan Institute for Research in Psychoanalysis, founded by Saul Newton and his then-wife, Jane Pierce, in 1957, as a progressive psychoanalytic training school named for one of Newton's teachers, a psychoanalyst by the name of Harry Stack Sullivan. However, the Institute's approach would go on to diverge radically from Sullivan's own ideas, and attracted prominent artists with his experimental vision of relationships suited to 60s rebelliousness. The Institute became widely known for its wild Saturday night parties and sexually free summer house in Long Island. Gradually, ex-members say, Newton's iron grip transformed the group into a reclusive army. Quote, For years I followed Saul Newton's orders. I enforced Sullivan's rules about parent-children relationships. There was just one little problem. We fell in love with our own kids. I'm your host, Michael, and this is Strange and Unexplained. In 1972, New York seemed a city of infinite possibilities to Paul Spreacher, a Wisconsin farm boy who'd gone east for the first time to attend Harvard. He graduated with highest honors and landed a private school teaching job in Manhattan, where he started renting a room in a group apartment on the Upper West Side. After some time, he confided to his new roommates that he had trouble making friends. They suggested that he try this psychotherapy that they swore by, so Spreacher agreed. And at the exact same time, a man by the name of Michael Bray had come to New York from Sioux City, Iowa. In 1972, he was a graduate student in psychology at Fordham University, living in the Bronx with his wife. The Brays were having marital problems, so Mike decided to get counseling. A fellow student referred him to a psychiatrist on Manhattan's Upper West Side. Vulnerable and unwary, Spreacher and Bray both had been lured into the little-known Sullivan Institute, which, spoiler alert, is a psychotherapy cult. It would take them more than a decade to find their way out, and even then, they had to leave their children behind. Spreacher and Bray's therapists were no ordinary psychoanalysts. Their goals, according to the two men, were to use or misuse analytic techniques to influence young patients to join a brave new world. Both men eventually became high-level members of the group and lived in three institute-controlled apartment buildings. The group followed the orders of a charismatic and tyrannical 82-year-old psychoanalyst named Saul Newton. Newton, his ex-wife Joan Harvey, her husband Ralph Klein, and Newton's current wife Helen all ran the institute. Newton was a longtime leftist who allegedly fought with the Abraham Lincoln Brigade in the Spanish Civil War. Now, the group directed the living arrangements, the professional lives, the finances, the marriages, and sexual practices of about 200 patients, using a cadre of nine loyal therapists. Quote, we were told by our therapist that the nuclear family was the source of all evil, recalls Bray, who was directed to divorce his wife, and he did. Patients were instructed to have no contact with their parents except to ask them for money, which they were often ordered to do. Monogamy was considered taboo, and members were required to sleep with a different group member every single night. Sleeping alone was considered an act of hostility towards the group. Bray and Spreacher claimed that Newton took complete control of procreation within his institute. 
he carefully selected which pairs of patients to mate. Bray, who earned his PhD in psychology in 1976, was anointed a Sullivanian therapist in 1979, and two years later he was asked by a fellow therapist, Alice DeBosch, to father a child. Quote, this had been decided by Newton, Bray says, so I thought to myself, I must be doing better than I'd imagined if I'd been chosen to have a kid. What a neat thing. It was clear that this was a definite elevation, end quote. The same year, Sprecher, who had become a computer consultant, and his Newton-approved wife, Julia Gee, were deemed fit to be parents as well. The men say that, like all parents, they were only permitted an hour or two a day with their babies. The rest of the time, the children were tended to by Sylvanian babysitters. Quote, we were all in such a thrall to Newton. If he had told me to drink the Kool-Aid during those years, I would have done it, says Bray. For infractions of his rules, Newton levied fines of up to $10,000 against parents if they displayed any, quote, possessiveness toward their children. Ultimately, a child could be taken away altogether. Quote, I was instructed to take an infant away from its mother because she wasn't fit, recalls Bray. And finally, in 1985, I realized that they could do this to me and my children too. That's when I decided to leave, end quote. Sprecher fled the Sylvanians in 1986, trying to wrest his five-year-old son from his ex-wife, Julia Gee, whom he claims he married and later divorced only because of Newton's demands. And Bray, he seeks custody of his five-year-old twin daughters, who remained behind with the Bosch when he left. Court-appointed psychiatrists have found the mothers of these children to be fit and recommended that they retain custody. Both women are remarried, DeBosch remarried to Newton's son, Robbie, and Agee's lawyer claims that she is raising her children in a traditional family. But Bray says the Sullivans are chameleons, recalling times of apartments being moved to create the impression that a family lived together. Agee's lawyer claims that, quote, the father's attack on the lifestyle of the members is akin to saying that child-rearing practices of middle-class New Yorkers or Republicans should be examined in custody cases. End quote. Now for Sprecher, the moment of realization was one night when he returned to his group apartment to find his 35 male roommates convened at a house meeting to vent their rage at him. The group accused him of psychopathic behavior for rearranging the living room furniture without permission. As a result, they banned him from the apartment for three days and even threatened to keep him from his own son. Here's a quote from Sprecher. He says, I suddenly realized that my property, my home, even my ability to see my child was beyond my control. I asked myself how, if I couldn't even control my own life, how would I be able to parent my son? End quote. Then, by a stroke of luck, in December of 1991, Saul Newton died at the age of 85 at Methodist Hospital in Brooklyn after fighting Alzheimer's disease and septicemia. With the de facto leader and iron-fisted head of the Institute gone, it seemed to mark the end of an already downwardly spiraling cult. The custody lawsuits gave the Institute a ton of bad publicity and placed its practices under public scrutiny. With Newton's passing, the last brick keeping the Institute standing
All right, guys. So there you have it. There's the Solovanians. Um, every time I say that, it reminds me of that light bulb company. You know, they make like, they specialize in like auto part, auto headlights or something like that. It's like Sylvania or whatever. I kept wanting to say that every time I saw this word. Um, but yeah, the Solovanians, basically a cult started by an old man who wanted to have as much sex as possible um, before he dies. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I mean, these rules are ridiculous. These rules are absolutely ridiculous. It's like you can have sex with whoever you want, but not just one person or not just two people. You have to have sex with everyone. You have to spread your sex around to every single person. I mean, how often was non-consensual sex going on? You know, and by non-consensual, I mean like they really didn't want to do it. If you had to be with a different person every single night, that just against your own will? I mean, I guess I understand you you, you have this connection through this psychotherapy, um, and I'm sure you don't join the cult and then, you know, the first week you're sleeping with seven to ten different people. I don't think that's, I'm sure it's probably a little slower transition than that. I'm sure they have to, they have to work on your brain quite a bit through so many sessions, right? Then you have to invest so much money, so you feel like because you're paying for it, it must be something that's really making changes, right? We see that so often in cults. Look at Scientology. I mean, to move up, you have to have money. You, it doesn't doesn't even matter how good of a Scientologist you are. You have to pay. You have to buy the levels. And this is so silly. It's like you're trying to destroy families, but you're also encouraging your members to contact their families to get support and get money. It's like the family's money is good enough for you, but not their family's love. And the reality of it is, the more you isolate these people, the more they are looking for some type of community, just like what you're creating. You know what's just like you're creating? Uh, a lot of fucking families. Families that people are born into, they already have this type of love and this type of support. And then by some of their... And even loved unconditionally by some members of their family. Right? I'm not saying that one lifestyle is right. That would be ignorant. To say that, oh, you know, the, the traditional family is the answer to all of our problems. Nah. To say that this is the answer to all of our problems. <laughs> Definitely not. Right? But I believe people should have the freedom to live whichever of these lifestyles they want. Whatever lifestyle they want. As long as they're not hurting someone and as long as it, as it is all... Um, all agreed upon by all parties involved, right? And I just don't think you can have, you just can't have a group this big controlled by mainly one person, it seemed. I know I know there was the two couples at the top, but it was pretty obvious uh, who was the leader here, right? I mean, Saul Newton was obviously controlling everything um, because these people fought legal battles up until he was gone. And then once he was gone, it was just like, okay, well, we really don't care anymore. Um, but yeah, what a, what a crazy freaking cult to start a cult in your eighties, right? What a great time. Shit. I mean, I might start a cult in my eighties. What else do you have to do? What a great time. Use your wisdom, your knowledge. There's always some people who are gullible, going to fall for it, right? Have a little fun for a little while. Saul got to die of Alzheimer's and septicemia or whatever the hell i mean <laughs> he really didn't do anything wrong there was there were a few times where the cult got violent um i know they attacked a theater of a, another group for whatever reason they wanted the theater space and the group had it uh, i didn't really look into it a whole lot um i know three members of sylvania were arrested um but i don't think no one was killed 
or injured, seriously injured or anything like that. Um, it's just some petty stuff, you know. I think it's just sometimes these cult leaders they get they get a little uh, overzealous. You know, they already are narcissistic and think that they're you know have more powerful more power than what they have. Um, they're typically overconfident. So yeah, in order for they can when they have a little army that they can sick on someone, nine times out of ten they're gonna they're gonna send them somewhere. They're gonna do something they just can't quite withhold from having that that physical action. And that's usually in the dying days of the cult, right? People are starting to figure out what's going on. People are starting to figure out what mouths get fed amongst the cult. <laughs> and shit starts hitting the fan, right? Like the two the two guys, Pretcher, uh, Sprecher and Bray, that we talked about today, we used as examples. They were just, they were just two examples. This cult had hundreds of members. Um, these were just two examples of, of the lifestyle that you could live and how you could be an intelligent, educated, um, well-to-do person from from a great family and supportive family, financially stable family, and still fall into this. Maybe even more so. Maybe even more so. It's weird. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope you enjoyed learning about this little weird history lesson. Um, thank God this cult is not around anymore. Well, at least by this name. I'm sure there are plenty of other factions and groups who still believe this and want to carry on in this way. Um, and that's fine. As long as you're not hurting anybody, you know what I'm saying? As long as you're not uh, taking advantage of people and keeping people from their kids illegally. Like, that shit. I don't even know if it's illegal. Um, I, I don't really know how all that works. Um, the way that cults are able to get away with that, I guess, separation of church and state, and also these people go along with it because they want to move up in this group still. Um insane absolutely insane but like i said i hope you guys enjoyed this retail this telling of the story and uh the way that we portrayed this obviously we have links to all of our sources if you want to know more right below the description of this episode and below the links and all that stuff scroll all the way down boom check those sources you can see what youtube videos what articles we read and uh you know you can take on your own little rabbit hole if you'd like uh, guys, I want to apologize. There is no Lauren synopsis this week. I'm very sorry. Uh, Lauren and his family are a little under the weather this week. So I gave him one day off. You know, I guess I can give him a day off every now and then. Would have really liked to hear him bullshit on this case. But, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. But all right, guys. So uh, I'm going to jump out of here. Guys, check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash truecrimeguys, and you can get access to everything we make on the True Crime Guys Network. Guys, we have a show almost every other day. Seriously. Um, if you join the network, if you're a Sandu fan, first off, on the $5 tier, you'll get access to Strange Shorts with me and Andy, which you guys hear every fourth episode on here on the free platform. I think we just released episode 90 on here on the free platform a couple weeks ago. So you get to hear every episode of Strange Shorts every single Monday. So there's three you miss out on being on this free platform. Okay? Lots of banter there. Uh, but Strange Shorts every single Monday. You get early access to these Sandu Proper episodes every single Thursday. I usually release those around 420. But yeah, it is what it is. Um, Eastern Standard Time. Also, you get access to every Patreon exclusive that we do for Patreon. I mean, for True Crime Guys, you get just the banter for True Crime Guys with me and Lauren, where we answer listener questions, uh, give you guys you know a little more insight about us and who we are as people outside of this true crime world that we are always in. And it's a good time, all right? Again, that's patreon.com slash truecrimeguys. And also, check us out on YouTube. 
subscribe to our YouTube channel and you can see video uh, of every True Crime Guys proper episode as well as if you join Patreon, you'll have every Just the Banter on video, every uh, fourth or so Strange Shorts, as well as Lauren's 5-Minute Murder Show that he does on Saturdays. All right? There's tons of stuff on there. Again, patreon.com slash truecrimeguys. Less than a cup of coffee a month. You guys can know that you're supporting an independent, family-owned business. Okay? I know Saul Newton wouldn't approve because we both have families, but we need to support him. Okay? (laughs) All right, guys. I'm out of here. That's enough of that. I appreciate you guys listening. I appreciate your support. As always, if you have a minute, please click the rating or review button there on whatever app you're listening to. If it is available, leave me a review. I'll read it on air. Um, You know, if it's positive. If you're like shitting on me the whole time, probably not going to. But, you know, I'll still read it. Uh, But, yeah, that's pretty much it. All right, guys. So, until next week, just keep on being strange, okay? Just don't you dare be strangers. See ya. check out all the other programs on the TCG network. Every Wednesday, a new episode of True Crime Guys proper, Strange and Unexplained on Mondays, and Full House Fantasy Football on Fridays to start your weekend. If those aren't enough, head on over to our Patreon account, where you can have access to hundreds of hours of content, including older episodes and other Patreon exclusives like Strange Shorts, Sandu Stories, Higher Thoughts, and the 5-Minute Murder Show. But until next time, guys, keep creeping. How do you shut this thing off? Over? Oh, shut up, boy.